0: to another episode of the Freelance Podcast. I am your host, RJ McCollum, and fellow freelancer. A couple years back, I made the jump from working full-time and then moonlighting as a freelancer, made the jump into full-time freelancer. Haven't regretted one second of it. Wish I would have done it sooner, but my whole goal of this podcast and kind of what I'm about is helping other freelancers, possibly just like you, get to the point where you're able to make the jump as well. If you are a long-time listener or you've listened before, thank you very much. I appreciate it. If you're a new listener, hopefully I have something that uh, can help you out. And if you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. I'm pretty available. You can reach out on my website, which is what most people do, rjmccollum.com. Click on contact, and then you can fill out the form. Or you can reach out on Twitter. I'm at rjmccollum. uh, And you can always get me by email, rj at rjmccollum.com. So, just before we get started here and what we're going to talk about, I just wanted to give a shout out to uh, two particular people. Uh, And I'm not, I don't have names or anything, but just shout out (laughs) to the two people that bought my course. Uh, I know that one of them had saved up a a few weeks to get at it, and the other one had reached out with a question before and and then they purchased it. Thank you guys. I really appreciate it. Uh, If you have not taken a look at the course, you can again go to rjmccollum.com and you can find it in the menu. Or you can go to the exact URL is rjmccollum.com slash WordPress course. And I literally take you from beginning to end of setting up and developing a custom WordPress theme. That's what I do day in and day out. That's my livelihood, how I make a living. And the course is only 99 bucks, which to be honest with all of us is just super cheap for what you get in my opinion. I go over the business parts of you know, being a custom WordPress theme developer, and then we actually build a theme. And we build it in a way that you can take what you learn and immediately apply it to client projects. So we happen to build a site for a restaurant in in the course, but you could turn around and you could build a site for a lawyer or a photographer or whoever you're working with. So the whole purpose of it is it gives you something, you know, granular to chew on and actually turn it into a new skill set. All right, sales pitch over. What I want to talk about today is the dance. Now, I'm not talking about the Garth Brooks song, which chances are we all know and love, but I'm talking about the dance and kind of. A, I've referred to it before the the cat and mouse game that you have with clients, and I'm going to kind of talk about, you know, sometimes you need to check your ego. Uh, <laughs> and this is this is me. You know, preaching to myself here, it's really easy for us to have a kind of uh, idyllic sense of this is how things should go, or in a perfect world, the client-freelancer relationship should follow this pattern or these steps, and if it doesn't, then it's the client's fault. You know, I'm the professional here, it's the client's fault, blah, blah, blah. We have all probably at one time fallen into that train of thought, and that train of thought if left unchecked, is extremely dangerous as a freelancer, especially a full-time freelancer whose livelihood, whose ability to pay their bills and have a roof over their heads is solely based off of other people hiring them and paying them money for their skill set. So, quick little preface before we get into a a particular example that I'm going to go over this episode, and that is that I have been known uh, to, um, you know, get a little up in arms from time to time when something doesn't happen the way that I think that it should. And the takeaway from this episode, to give it to you in the first, you know, five minutes, uh, if you don't want to listen to the whole thing, is that you need to remember that the people you are working with are hiring you because you are the expert, not them. They're hiring you not because they know exactly how to do what you do. In fact, they don't know how to do what they do. So, they don't have the skill, the knowledge, the experience that you have. And also, too, they have experiences in working with other people different ways probably over the course of their career as well. So, The takeaway from this episode at the very beginning, I'm giving you the 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 take home point, and that is that you always should take a step back, deep breath and focus on educating the people that you work with in order to get to as close of that perfect working relationship as you can. Uh, I am I'm always learning that and always being reminded of it. And so here, here's just an example of how I've kind of dealt with this one particular situation, how it's gone, my thought process, what I've learned from working with other level-headed individuals. And that is about pretty close to a year ago from when this episode comes out. Uh, we signed a, and by we, I'm talking about uh, an agency that I work with. They signed a deal with a restaurant group. And we had done, you know, one or two sites for uh, some of their concepts beforehand, but they wanted to redo everything in terms of like we signed an 11 site deal and we were really excited. Uh, You know, the, the original terms of the deal was, you know, there was a set amount of money. And we were, you know, we weren't going to reinvent the wheel with every site. So a lot of things like the way that the menu was laid out, the locations pages were laid out, those were going to be uh, the same structure, just of course with different fonts, colors, you know, logos and images and stuff like that. And we were supposed to have this done in three months. We got paid half, or we each got paid, you know, half of uh, what our agreed-on price was up front, and we were going to get half upon completion. At the time of this recording, we are not done. Um, And we are not done meaning that uh, we haven't been paid the last part. It is March 10th when I'm recording this, March 11th when this gets released, and all the work has been completed. The last site has had content put in it, and it is literally supposed to be launching any day this week. And at that point, the project will be done. So... You could imagine that something uh, as exciting, you know, as when this started out, a large deal that was supposed to happen within three months, uh, you can imagine that there has been some frustrations and some challenges over the course of this past year as we're still fighting to try and get paid. And, you know, there's been ups and downs, obviously, but... Unfortunately, it's come to a situation where it really feels like it's us against them. Us being the agency who's doing the work, them being the client. And what a horrible place to be in. Like, honestly, what a bad place to be in. Something that started off so exciting. What has happened and where has I, where have I allowed my mind to go in order to feel like I'm battling the person who has, you know, hired me to do this work? How did we get here? So, um, long story short is what it comes down to is there has been communication breakdown. Let me kind of, uh, explain the, the chain of command here. So this restaurant group consists of about 14 different, uh, restaurants. Some of them have one location. Some of them have, you know, 10 plus locations. And so you have obviously in a large restaurant group like that, you have, you know, the, the bosses, the people at the top that are truly in charge. Now they tasked some individual, uh, I believe within the organization. They tasked them with uh, redoing all of the websites. So we're already separated from the the decision maker by one. Uh, this person hired the agency that uh, contracts work out to me and the designer that I work with uh, to get these done. So now we have a, you know, for lack of a better term, a middleman taking what the client uh, what you know the the bosses, what they want, and then translating that to us so we can do what we need to do to get that done. Now, uh, you have, so that's like the overall structure is you have the boss who delegated to an individual, who hired out, and who this agency, I am not an employee of, but I do contract work for them. So there's another layer of separation And then to just add kind of one little um, bit of challenge to it is the person that hired the agency is also delegating to another person below them, and now they are communicating desires and wants and needs to the agency who then relays it to me. And you can see that with each each separation of talking with a decision maker, it opens up the opportunity for miscommunication, and ultimately, what happens is, um, I'll just get, I'll just kind of give it from my point of view as the developer of these sites. Is that when we started, you know, I was told the sites were going to do X, Y, and Z, and for the most part, it started out things were going well. They were liking the sites, everything was working well. We were excited, and we were moving along. Then what happened about halfway through is they decided they wanted to redo one of the pages and how it was done. Well, because, you know, one, that that wasn't on the table when we started, uh, all the sites that had been done had to be gone back over and rebuilt, uh, not rebuilt like the whole thing, but this kind of new component needed to be added on and, and set up uh, specifically for each site. And that's just one example of something that, you know, was communicated. Here I am being like, this isn't what we talked about. We're already off course here. This is frustrating. Uh, Now, I did get paid extra for that. So my complaining and bitching can kind of take it down just a little bit. Uh, But it's just frustrating because as much as my ideal is, okay, we have a plan from the beginning. let's, Let's execute that plan. Things change. And when things change... You know, if they just were demanding and saying, you guys got to do this, um, and I was not going to get paid for it, then I may have a little bit more, um, I may be a little bit more in the right, uh, or feel a little bit more justified in complaining, but I voiced my opinion on how I wasn't happy about, you know, this thing popped up, we didn't talk about it, now it's making me do all this other work, um, and so forth and so on. There were a couple other instances where that kind of happened. Um, here we are at the end of it, though. And what's happening is what was the original scope of the project has since changed. And, you know, I've been compensated for some of the work and not for others. But what's happened is it's like it, it's just created this bad feeling between they are the enemy you know, and and we are in the right and miscommunication hasn't helped that. But in all of mine complaining and being like, this is crazy, like I'm not going to do this or they need to pay us if they want, you know, pay us first and then we'll make these changes type things instead of turning it into a, you know, battle and, and just kind of elevating the situation even more by a request being made and then a demand being made in order to fulfill that request. Um, I, I've been really lucky, uh, that the person that I work with who runs the agency, he is a very level headed guy and he soaks up the abuse, the verbal abuse that I give him in terms of, you know, uh, telling him how dissatisfied I am with things. And, you know, he understands the situation, but there's been a couple times recently as we're at the tail end of this, and it seems like every, you know, it's kind of, uh, fist to fist in terms of, okay, we're like so close, we just need to get this done. He's been really good about thinking about, okay, let's take a, you know, where did this happen? Because we had a good relationship before, um, you know, what is happening here? And through that level-headedness, instead of being like, no, we're going to keep this last night hostage until you guys pay us, and just, again, escalating the already bad situation, he checked his ego. He said, you know what, like, let's, Let's see, let's see, okay, I'm the other person, right? I'm getting pressure from the higher-ups to get this stuff done. I'm delegating to this other person. You know, why is it not getting done? Communication hasn't been great. And I really applaud this person that I'm working with um, for kind of taking that higher road, being able to step back and say, let's take into account the situation that this other person is in, and let's see what we can do to uh, assist or alleviate these pain points, you know, specifically communication in this, uh, in this example, let's see what we can do to, um, you know, to, to aid in the fixing of that. So there's been a lot of things where it's just been like, okay, there's these extra little requests. I know we need to get them done so the site can be done. So rather than, you know, putting my Gandalf stick in in the, in the dirt and saying, you shall not pass, Um, I'm saying, okay, let's get this done so that way we can launch the site and we'll deal with the aftermath later. Hopefully that timeline made sense for you. I I wanted to try to give a a real-world example to you guys. But again, what I'm getting at is that a freelancer, there's a lot of people, a lot of people, and myself included for the longest time, and it's something I still struggle with, a lot of people that feel like, high and almost high and mighty, right? High and mighty like I know you know you're not following these rules or oh how oh how could you send me this logo in Microsoft Word, right? You know, we poke fun at little things like this, but what we need to remember as a freelancer and if you can do this, you will provide a more pleasant experience for the people you work with, thus translating into probably a more enjoyable and fulfilling career as a freelancer. What we need to remember is that if it's not for these people that reached out to us and hired us for this work, what do we have, right? That, that's, that's the definition of a freelancer is that I'm an individual that another company or individual can hire for uh, a specific service. If I didn't have those people that hired me, I would have to go find a job. I have no desire to ever work for anybody else again. Although, in a sense, I am still working for other people. Those other people being the client. If you've... If you, I, I hope that I'm getting. I hope that you're listening to this and that you're saying, you know what, I can, I can understand what he's explaining, either because you've dealt with it or you've personally have those feelings. Just know that like that struggle is real. But when you can really get to the understanding of, it is my job, not just to perform the service provided, but my job to educate those that I work with. Um, then that is the recipe for success. That is a way to create great relationships that provide recurring work and a great way to help somebody that probably had no idea what they were doing hiring a a freelancer and, and were hoping for the best, right? So you can be that best case scenario. What you don't want to be is you don't want to be those horror stories that you hear. I hired this freelancer. They flaked out on me or the work was crappy. They didn't communicate. They took my money and ran. Uh, you don't want to be that person. So that's it. <laughs> that, 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 that's what I got for you guys. Um this was almost therapeutic for me because it's something that I'm constantly having to remind myself of. Think of the other person. Think of what you can do to make life easier for them. Find ways uh, that you can educate your clients at, into how to work with you better or why you did something the way that you did. Uh, I'm about to write this email, probably today after I get done editing this podcast, of somebody that sent me PDFs as design files and now we're coming back with changes saying oh well there's no letter spacing in the fonts or the the site overall looks too big you know it should look like when 50 percent zoomed in in adobe acrobat and boy my initial thought to that was blood boiling are you kidding me like i don't have you know i need a photoshop document so i can click on the font and see okay this is the letting involved this is the font size all that stuff i don't get that with a pdf and I'm glad I didn't just respond and 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 rip this person a new one because it would not have been good at all. So instead, what I'm gonna do is educate as to the challenges. I'm going to make the changes that they requested at no additional charge, but I'm gonna take the opportunity to educate. Um because when the PDFs were delivered to me, I brought up that, you know, hey, there are things that I need to know. I'm I'm going to be guessing. And so because I've already kind of, you know, planted that bug, um, I have, you know, legitimate, uh, a le- legitimate thing to come back to now that there's changes being made. So now, next time I work with this person, I will not accept PDFs. And because I will take the role of educating as to why not, they will know and it won't be a big issue. And if it is, then great. We, we just won't work together because I know better now. Um, but... Taking the opportunity to educate will make everybody happier in the end. I guarantee it. That's all. That's it. Insert iTunes rating here. If you rate it, cool. If not, no worries. If you have questions, just like I said at the beginning, reach out to me, rjmccollum.com. My WordPress course, only $99. Uh, If you want to make a living developing custom WordPress themes like I do, uh, this is what you need to do it. That's it. Have a great weekend. Have a great week. Until next time. Later on. Like right that.